Hi, everybody. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to address that we had some technical issues during recording, and all of Christine's dialogue had to be re-recorded, but she is a champion hero, and she re-recorded everything. So uh, thank you so much to her, and enjoy the episode. places in the world are deemed accorded neutral ground from something called the Unseelie Accords. In accorded neutral ground, anyone from any supernatural faction is basically safe and can meet there and converse there and can't touch each other. It's kind of like that diner scene in Heat uh, between Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, if that's a good sort of cultural touchstone for y'all. Yeah, it works. Yeah, that kind of works. Except it's enforced by a set of rules that's backed up by literally anything with magic. So, in Burlington specifically, the accorded neutral ground you're directed to is a place called the Four Corners of the Earth. How many people in uh, that live in and around Burlington think that they would have actually been there before? Um, Albion, definitely. Okay, so you know how to direct the group to uh, to that location. Uh, yeah, I know how to get there. Great. I think that Desdemona uh, would have been there before as well, being a Burlington native. Makes perfect sense, and you're probably the one driving, because that's just kind of how this goes. It's either you or Albion driving, I would imagine. I don't have a car. Oh, I'm that's right. She, yeah, she's just got a bike. Everyone on the handlebars. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, <laughs> it's, it's a tandem bike. <laughs> <laughs> on a bicycle built for four. <laughs> so you'll be meeting the werewolves that live on a farm in Moncton and are not trying to bother nobody, and a warden of the White Council. Now, the White Council of Wizards is a long and storied institution that keeps itself secret from the world, and the wardens act as a sort of security force uh, that police the internal affairs of the of the council itself as well as being sort of the primary foot soldiers in any sort of major supernatural conflict including the vampire war which uh recently ended a few years back but definitely incurred heavy losses on the warden's ranks which they've been bolstering again since and you know that you're going to be meeting one warden beaumont at this particular location when you arrive at the Four Corners of the Earth, those of you that haven't been there before uh, may be somewhat surprised to see what actually greets you. First of all, when you enter the building, it seems to be behind you already somehow. When you finally turn and walk down in, uh, you find a small establishment with almost more art than wall. 
there are religious statues that uh, from various religions that seem to just be around the place behind the counter uh, painting of the Virgin Mary over a door into a back room uh, the contents of that room are unknown uh, the benches at the tables are covered in fur and seem to have books of various kinds stuffed in them uh, there is a there's an ATM as this place is cash only and behind the counter making a variety of sandwiches with just a plethora of fascinating smells is a man of somewhat indeterminate uh, national origin who uh, sort of greets you and says uh, take a look at the menu then I'll be right with you for whatever you like <clears throat> over in the corner you most of you recognize the werewolves that you met on a previous adventure a few months back uh, where you encountered some hags in a different restaurant establishment that is currently closed for somewhat obvious reasons and you see a person that none of you have encountered before uh, he's a somewhat tall fellow with sort of sandy hair and a youngish face but he carries himself with a certain air of confidence that you can only assume means that he's the warden in question not only is he a wizard, but he's a wizard who's capable of holding himself against a variety of supernatural foes. And with that comes a certain amount of confidence, even if his face doesn't totally read it. What do you do? <clears throat> Howdy. Ah, hi, Albion. I'm glad you guys could arrive. Glad you guys showed back up, says John. <clears throat> yeah, how's it going there, brother? You doing all right? Uh, things are a little quiet on the farm right now on account of the snow, but beyond that, things have been quiet. All right. um, yep, you you all know that uh, if any of you are paying attention, it's currently a couple weeks away. Actually, it's, I think it's one week away from it being a proper full moon. So at the moment. Uh, there's one member of the group that you don't necessarily need to worry too bad about. Yeah, no, she's fine. Um, yeah, no, I, and I know the reason for that. Um, Albion is gonna kind of just eye up the, um, the warden of it, try to kind of get a, uh, get a bit of a, uh, I'm trying to think of the word here. Get a bit of a read on the guy. You notice that he's doing the same to you, though he is very obviously avoiding eye contact with you. Oh yeah, no, that's that's fine. I I assumed he would. Um, Alvin's also kind of just nakedly wearing his uh his symbols around his neck. He's got uh, the necklace with the Volknut, with the uh, the crucifix, the Star of David. Uh, this, he finally catches those details and, uh, raises, you see him raise his eyebrows slightly and then sort of, uh, confirm something in his head and make a little nod. Um, he, he steps over and says, ah, uh, hello, you must be the friends that they were referring to, I presume, uh, and you must be Albion. Well, I'm disturbed to find my reputation precedes me. Oh, no, they they mentioned you. 
I am disturbed <laughs> to find that my reputation precedes me. You might as well order some food. Uh, it, 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 this may take some time, I don't know. But in the meantime, um, it's no point in not having something. Food here is delicious, and Lattice Love will take it right to your table. Well, sounds good. Uh, man, I've had itching for some Babylonian beef. It is quite good. I'm ha I'm I'm thinking the Hungarian chamelada myself. I'm afraid you have me at a disadvantage for this continues. Ah, um, I'm my name is uh, Warden Beaumont. I'm with the well, the White Council. Yeah, that part I gathered. Uh, he looks around and notices that at this particular point in the day, there's nobody else that's actually really in the restaurant yet. But uh, to which he says, "We, if people start coming in here, we may want to keep this conversation a bit on the down low. Yep. I mean, Ladislav over here, he's fine. But anyone else who comes in. Yeah, that's a. That's some risks we don't particularly need. Yeah. The proprietor looks up and uh, at, at you and just says, "Oh yeah, do not don't worry about me. Uh, no no problems here. But uh, if you do want some food, uh, I I have I, go right ahead. All right, Alvin's gonna go in order and uh, leave the other three with the warden for a sec. Yeah, if you all want to just order food, there's all kinds of different food on their vegetarian options and just it's all sandwiches of different kinds based on different cuisine from around the world and it smells amazing Philly cheese uh there isn't a Philly cheesesteak option on so there so could you well, please list the all of the things that are not on the menu <laughs> so we know what not to order <laughs> fucking hate this <laughs> uh, fucking hate this goddamn family <laughs> uh, let's just skip to you guys I'll find something that is actually going to taste good and you will enjoy uh, yeah, we, can talk we can talk about the menu of this place later because it's kind of a it's actually fantastic uh, so yep everyone grabs uh, whatever sort of refreshment that they desire and puts in their food order and uh, Ladislav starts cooking that up for you. You can see he's got a panini press where he's pressing sandwiches and just uh, a little counter where he's just chopping up and mixing ingredients together. And um, you basically take up the back half of the restaurant, all of you, because there are four of you, one warden, and there are four people that most of you have dealt with before. Uh, Ro, you have not actually met these people before. Okay. And fortunately for you, neither have the listening audience, so you get some description. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, there appear to be two male and two female folk there who were identified as being werewolves. Uh, one of them seems sort of just kind of tired uh, at this point. It, sort of the weight of being in charge of things and keeping things afloat seems to be sort of wearing on this fella. But uh, there's a certain nobility about about this guy. 
the fellow to his left, however, seems a little more nervous and a little more twitchy. Um, he's got short, curly, somewhat thin hair uh, and sort of a, a sunkenness under his eyes as well. It looks like he's kind of very much uncomfortable in the situation. Um, one of the young women is sort of quiet and just you notice observes uh just sort of observing everyone she has long sort of unkempt hair uh long brown hair that it doesn't look like much necessary maintenance has been done to and she's just dressed in some uh simple plaid i'm trying to think of the word what's the word for that cloth fabric that's usually plaid tartan flannel uh flannel yes yes that's it I'm revoking you. your Mainer card. <clears throat> oh, God. Now I have to go back to New Hampshire where I was born. <clears throat> Stay there. And I mean, I never had a Mainer card, apparently. <clears throat> and uh, the, the last one is a young woman who just sort of sits with her arms crossed. Uh, her quietness isn't from her sort of observing and taking stock of everybody. It seems like there's a different sense about her there's something have you ever just looked at a person and just sort of observed the subtleties of their body language and realized i should not mess with this person yes that's yep. this last woman her All hair right. is just uh, is sort of up in a ponytail um and she is just sitting and watching and you can, if you sort of take the time to look, you can tell that there's a certain tenseness as if she's preparing to uh, defend herself against a threat that has not yet been seen. So. And so everyone else at this point has met these like people, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, uh, we had a run in with them a while okay. back. <laughs> um, yeah. In fact, John looks at you and, and says, now I I kind of was expecting someone else. He's uh, out of town for a bit. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, uh, I, I see. Okay. Well, uh, who do I have the pleasure of making the acquaintance of exactly? Hi, uh, my name is Roe. I met these lovely people not too long ago, and now um, I'm kind of just with them. That's how it goes. I suppose that's fair. It seems like that's kind of the case with the last fella, too, so... All right. He... Okay, let me just be blunt. He didn't die, <laughs> did he? Uh, no, he's... Like I said, he's just out of town. It's a... It's an odd circumstance. I don't okay. really know all the details. Okay, I was trying to make sure you weren't just, you know, covering for that. <clears throat> no, he, as far uh, as I warden, know, he ain't dead. The warden clears his throat. In any case, we'll ha we have food coming, but we have something a little more uh, substantial, perhaps? Yeah, to deal bear with attacks. At the moment than introductions? Uh, yeah, bear attacks. Big, big scare quotes around those bear attacks. Look. We've been hearing some things. We've been hearing some chatter. I'd been talking to uh, Philippa in the 
sort of local paranet organization. And she seems to have some reason to suspect that you might be the cause of these things. Given that uh, the hags were apparently driven away, which, by the way, there were hags and you you, you dealt with hags. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sylvester here kicked him to death. Yes, I did. I'm okay, Sylvester. You notice that he is looking at you, <laughs> but he is not making eye contact with you whatsoever. Uh, if you could make a quick empathy roll, uh, a target is two. Okay. Look at that. Hey. Okay. Um, it looks like that. It, it looks he's basically staring at a point, sort of on the bridge of your nose. And it looks like he is definitely deliberately avoiding direct eye contact with you. But it doesn't look like it's necessarily that he doesn't want to look at you and see you. So you're not totally sure what his motivations are. He, he gives you as hard a stare as somebody can who is not making direct eye contact with you and says, Well, c congratulations are in order. May I shake your hand? And I'll, I'll give you off that last empathy roll that you, you know there's something else that he's trying to do with this. Nah. Oh, I, I'd really like to. I mean, I just washed them. I don't want to wash them again. Uh, uh. Okay. I, I'm a doctor. I, I kind of get all weird about germs and shit. You're wait. You're you're a. Oh, you're a, you're a doctor. Yeah. That that was not what I was expecting. You people. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, did he? He looks at the other ones. Did did he kick a hag to to death? Really? I mean, really we kind of, yes. we we kind of beat. I wasn't the, there, so. I mean, we kind of did beat the shit out of her, and I may have uh, fired a flare gun directly into her face meat. So, uh, I mean, he he kind of it was the the kick that broke the hag's back, I guess. It was a team effort. Is a one way of putting it. It was a team effort. Are you wearing the shoes yeah, right now, Sylvester? Yes. Yeah. No. You, He's got the uh, the uh, the iron kickers on. Yeah. Wait, is that? Oh, what my voice is inconsistent yes, as hell tonight. Don't mess with those feet. Oh, oh, okay. So that I guess explains some of the d discrepancies between. It, it, never mind. Look. Look, I primarily it, use my feet, so I don't like using my hands unless I actually need to for like you know medical purposes and stuff. It's weird. Yeah, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to pull a Doctor Strange <laughs> on us. There you go. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, Sylvester. I feel like, given how much you don't like wizards in general, and how uh, it seems like this guy not only is sort of playing around with like not expected, like he ever at every turn he's like, "Oh, this is like you're that really okay." I guess. And, you know, just he won't even meet your eye. So hey, I'm going a... to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to 
offer you a fate point to turn kind of hostile with this individual uh, to I'm going to tag your trouble of heavy as the head that wears the crown. Yeah. You're better than this. Like you've worked hard to be who you are and this guy won't even meet your eyes. This is insulting. So I am offering you a fate point to be actively belligerent with this person to sort of stall the actual relationship and good investigation that you could get out of this. Okay. Uh, and I will say that it might result in a thing called a soul gaze where he actually meets your eyes and then a crazy thing happens. All right, cool. All right. So, uh, everyone. Oh, that's right. Uh, at the start of the session, everyone does get their refresh of fate points. So add your refresh adjustment to your fate points from last time. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I used any last time. So I believe I'm at four. Sweet. How many do you have, Des? One. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ro, how many fate points do you have now? I used both mine last time, so I'm back to two. Okay. And uh, Sylvester, how many does this make, including the one that I just gave you for tagging your trouble aspect? I think I have six by default. Like five or six. Uh Okay. So I've got like seven now. Yeah, that, that sounds good. You are the pure mortal in the group, and I am compelling your treble aspect. Okie doke. Uh, all right. So, hey, quick question, buddy, if that's cool with you. Oh, yeah, yeah of, of course. What the fuck is your deal with me? Uh, excuse? Excuse you? Yeah, you're like trying to stare at me but with your peripheral fucking vision like what the shit is that about like you can't bother to turn your head 90 fucking degrees and just look me in the goddamn eye like are you for oh. real right now or are you just like that big of a shit lord that your head's so far up your ass that you're doing your own fucking colonoscopy <laughs> oh no no no, no. Uh, you, you don't you don't understand oh that there's I, a... I don't do I so fucking enlighten me enlighten me please Bestow your infinite <sighs> fucking wisdom, and oh. Jesus, goddamn Christ, and Odin preserve us. All right, okay. No, look, I'm I'm telling you, I I have I I would very much like to look you in the eyes right now. I don't think I actually got your name yet, Doctor. I, I would... Sylvester Cooper Smith, M fucking D. Okay. <laughs> okay. Doctor, his, his hands are, are his hands are up, sort of defensively, uh, as people do to sort of you know show like they're that they're trying to to be non-aggressive in conversations. Like, look, I promise you, I would love to look you in the eyes, but I have a very good reason that. Uh, I, I honestly thought that you were a wizard for a minute, but I, I God guess that's... God fucking completely... damn it. I knew this was some fucking magic bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Do you want... Do you want to understand? You know what? Sure. Why not? Fuck it. Hit me with your best um, goddamn shot. Albion is about to step forward and stop it, but he's like, nah, I'm gonna let this happen. <laughs> All right. Um, it's time for Sylvester to learn an object lesson. <laughs> All right, then, doctor. And he meets your gaze. 
and all of a sudden you are falling into his eyes. Uh, you become locked. Oh my god. Why would you do that when I don't have my kazoo with me, Tom? <laughs> if I could, oh, that would have been. If I could strangle you been, the fucking internet, I would. <laughs> that would have been amazing audio just then. Um, it's in my purse. No, you, uh, you are now entering something called a soul gaze in which you both get to see into the other person's soul and learn something pretty significant about them. Oh, uh, shit. It's a, Here we go. Uh, well, no, I can't yeah. say it again. This is the first time this has happened. Shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is going to be a kind of mental contest because this is a very intense thing that's occurring and it could cause mental stress. Yay. So the first is a mutual psychic attack. So, if you could roll conviction right now. Ow. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. So. No. Sylvester uh, killed him. He did. <laughs> Unfortunately, you rolled against his discipline score, and because he is a warden, he actually has a pretty good discipline. So even with rolling minus three, your minus one conviction does not manage to land a hit. Oh, raspberries. So, uh, now if you could roll discipline as a defense, please. Hey. Uh, what is your native discipline score? I don't know. Because I can't find the sheet again, because I'm terrible. I got it right here, and your discipline is three. Yay. Whoa. Hey, that's actually really good. So overall, you rolled a five. It's too bad that his attack uh, total was a six. Fucking shit. Fucking. I mean, you can tax something with that with that fate point you just got. Yeah, you know what? I have fate points. Let me use them. Thing is, he's not going to be dealing you mental stress with this. He's actually going to be placing a maneuver on you instead. If that's okay, you can still choose to tag a fate point to avoid this, or. You can just go with it. I'm avoid it. Okay. Uh, what fate point are you going to? Uh, what aspect are you going to tag with your fate point? Uh, nobody likes wizards. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you bump your defense up to a seven, which is enough to prevent any damage from the mutual psychic attack that happens. <laughs> The second component is information. Each soul gazer gets an involved metaphorical glimpse of the other soul, which is described by the GM. So, um, I have a question for you. Yes. If somebody were, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a more flowery description of this, uh, but. <clears throat> If someone were to look into Sylvester's soul and look at sort of the core of what they were based on one of your aspects, what would that look like? Uh, probably Goro Majima from Yakuza. Cool. Thank you. So, uh, you lock eyes with this guy. And um, you suddenly are seeing something that makes no literal sense. 
um, you are looking at a sort of version of this person that seems to be like the figure of Atlas holding up the weight of the world. Um, enshrined within that figure of Atlas is the actual shape of the person that you see in front of you. Um, and he's sort of in, in there sort of mimicking the motions in pantomime of Atlas struggling under the weight of the world, standing within this sort of hulking muscle bound figure that's able to support this just unbelievable weight. But inside it looks like somebody who's just playing pantomime as though he doesn't actually know what he's doing, but is trying to pretend that he does anyway. <laughs> and all of this just seems to be floating uh, in a, a void of stars. Uh, and the world seems unbelievably heavy, as though if he were to drop it, uh, you would be destroyed under its weight before you could realize what was even happening. And just as quickly, you are jumped back out into the real world. You don't necessarily know one of his aspects, but you get a clear picture of something in his essential character from that. But because you decided to avoid taking damage, he doesn't necessarily get knowledge of one of your aspects, but he does get a an idea of who you are. And I think it's going to be much on the... Uh, <clears throat> the three-legged horse aspect, but it's going to be sort of a picture of, of that. Like you as this person who's been sort of battered and broken over the years, but is carrying on through the will of your own determination. Is that accurate? Yeah, pretty much. Sweet. So you're now back in the real world and you realize that despite looking up at this, this sort of evocative image for what felt like at least a minute, no time has passed whatsoever. Everyone is exactly where they where they were previously. And how do you react? Mm, that was weird. <laughs> Albion just kind of rubs the bridge of his nose, a little disappointed that that's the only response, but somehow not surprised. Ah. You are an interesting one, Dr. Sylvester Cooper Smith, MD. Um, but I think I think I get think I get you a little better now. <sighs> and I think you get something a little bit about me. So let's just let's just cut to the chase and let's talk about what is going on here. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, look, I don't want to sound biased but um this uh this whole situation with the hags uh, would not have been resolved if not for the uh the timely assistance and cooperation of uh my friends here so i am inclined to uh believe that they are probably not the cause of these attacks now i understand the inclination to immediately jump to some conclusions however and I know you don't know me, so my word doesn't count for much beyond the fact that I'm one of the men who took down that hat, but I'm fairly certain that we're looking for another party. I mean, what sort of evidence do you even have? That's 
kind of the issue. <clears throat> we don't have a lot of evidence, except these folks that were supposedly attacked by bears are turning up with injuries that are rather forceful, kind uh, of bears. you might say. Yeah, okay, like bears, but more so than bears. Bears aren't this... Bears don't eat people like this. Bears bears don't behave the way that these injuries would necessarily sort of require a bear to behave. Right. It's got the force of a thing that is bear-like, sure. But <clears throat> there's a certain... I don't know if it's methodical. I don't know if it's that like people got sort of eat alive from the inside, but it's just, it doesn't match up with bears, but it does line up with a particular kind of werewolf that, yeah, we do know about Annie. And she gives a hard stare. Uh, Des, make me a lore roll right now. Uh, target is three. Should I make one as well, since I actually have a lore score? Um, yeah, you can do that. Four. All right, that is a three for me. Okay. Uh, you both know this, but Des, you definitely know it more. Uh, having being somebody who trades in being a psychic medium and some of the trappings that go with that you would be more acutely aware of the phases of the moon. Um, It is not the full moon yet. It's not even a few days out from the full moon. So um, you were sort of explained, you had explained to you what a loop guru is. And Ro, you don't know what a loop guru is, but um, it's the kind of werewolf that turns only at the full moon and in and around there and is just completely unstoppable and completely unthinking and just utterly destructive uh so like movie werewolf yeah pretty much movie werewolf so des uh you know for sure that it's not the right phase of moon for this to be a thing all right um okay i know that it's not exactly the season for bear attacks unless if a bear was desperate i mean they should all be hibernating right now but i also know that as of last week it's not that time of the month for that kind of werewolf yeah dipshit that's what i said uh and he <laughs> looks uh, strongly at the warden were you just waiting for someone else to confirm it for you or what did you not look up in the sky at all Okay, look, we don't have much in the way of better leads right now. So all I know is that there's a group of werewolves with a farm out in Moncton, and they are harboring a loop guru, something that is, uh, you know, traditionally looked upon unfavorably by uh, most other people in the magical community. Uh, he's sort of withering under a very intense glare from Annie and her werewolf friends. And Albion. Albion is also glaring right now. And I'm glaring too right now. You called her dipshit. No, no, she called him dipshit. And rightfully oh. so. 
<laughs> Albion just kind of like, so, you're a... And I, I, I say this with all due respect as a warrant of the White Council. Your cunning evidence is that there's a loop guru that is uh, in the area when these bear attacks are happening at times when there ain't no goddamn loop guru. I don't know what kinds of people these are. That they would be willingly hanging around with somebody who they know is a loop group. Hey, guilt by association. That's 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 a fallacy. I'm pretty sure. Yells Wesley. <laughs> I mean, I did take an ethics class or two. That is a logical fallacy. Let me uh, ask you a question, Warden. Yes. What? I would like to know. What happened last night? Do you have any idea what happened last night here in town? Oh, boy. Okay. I mean, if you have well, any answers, uh, because I may be a medium psychic, but even I don't have all the answers for all of that amount of activity there was last night. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're one of those, huh? One what? Yeah. Uh, you might elaborate on one of, what one of those is, because... Uh, you're not exactly Wait. doing a great job of making friends here, Warden. I mean, okay, if you know so much, where were you last night when we were dealing with zombies and skeletons and? Mm. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. The whole Scooby Doo uh, shit. <laughs> can I get, can I get your name, ma'am? Just. Desdemona I'm, Brown, medium psychic. Thank you, Desdemona. I want to be able to address you appropriately, appropriately when I ask, Ectomancer or Cold Reed. Ectomancer. Yeah, she's legit, my dude. Okay, thank God. I thought you were one of those charlatans that just give magic a bad name. <laughs> no, that's what I do. <laughs> okay. She bristles a little at that. <laughs> hey, you're doing it for real, okay? I don't have an issue with you. This has been the worst day. This, we've all gotten off to a very bad start here. I'm terribly sorry. Mm-hmm. That is a... Can confirm their, uh... Their hombre. This is a... Not the best foot forward for most parties involved. Look, I... I personally... Don't really think it's your guys' fault, okay? I... I don't understand why you would be uh, look as far as i was told loop guru are just kind of evil by nature oh that is just so inconsiderate you're just gonna judge me before you even get to know me i'm trying to tell you that's what i was told okay it, oh this does not look good i'm all just right gonna... listen i'm gonna i'm gonna quote a wise man dragon thing and uh Oh god, uh, I'm is, gonna is this paraphrase. the Parthenax thing? I see you too have played Skyrim. <laughs> well, I, I've I've watched someone else play. If I try to play Skyrim, the Xbox kind of melts. That's your first mistake. Look, <laughs> look, alright, but just for uh, for the sake of those of us here who might not be as game savvy, is it better for one to be born good or to overcome an evil nature? Yes. Well, okay. Uh, <sighs> He, he's just look, sort of at a bit my, of a loss. Look, my point is, I understand 
The, uh, the context might seem a bit threatening, but, um... I mean, thus far, how many other bear attacks have there been around here for the entire time these folks have been around? How many other folks have turned up dead and et from the inside around the time of the full moon? Because, I mean, I've done my research and my math, and, uh, I'm pretty sure there ain't no Bloop Guru-related fatalities to speak of. At least, none that I've been able to track down, so... I think... These folks might not be a threat, and I think your initial assessment that you don't think it's their fault is probably the right one. Annie, uh, Annie sort of looks at him hard and says, Look, I've dealt with these people already. If that one there, if Southern Drawl over here thought that I was a real threat, either he'd be dead or I'd be dead. Probably him, but either way. Alvin just kind of shrugs because he's not going to argue that point. <laughs> so, if you're not going to take our word for it, maybe his. Alvin just kind of raises his eyebrows and looks at the warden expectantly. <sighs> All right. Okay. <sighs> Do you have any possible other leads that we can work off of here because I mean I'd have to investigate the scene and see if I can uh, figure something out uh, but I ain't, well, I ain't been around uh Sylvester yeah you recall from your previous adventure with Albion and Desdemona and Marcus that you got tangled up in it when your friend at the crematorium Miss Berho showed you a quote unquote weird one and this seemed to fit the bill of what people are talking about right now. Somebody that got, you know, mauled pretty heavily. They, they thought it might have been wild animals because they couldn't explain it otherwise. And uh, seemed to be eaten very much in, you know, the manner that's being talked about here. Uh, uh, does the morgue open right now? Why am I even saying this? Just check. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the warden just uh the, wait the what uh this the while back there was the look um this has happened before and i'm pretty sure at the school in the pretty sure at the crematorium or not the crematorium morgue uh, there's it, a... it is a crematorium. Oh, okay, shit. I hope she hasn't burnt the yeah. fucking body yet. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> she showed me the body that had similar wounds to this fucking thing. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, this was, this was, you said, huh. a few months back? Yeah. Does it coincide with the hags that I understand you encountered? Yeah. Huh. Okay. That's that's an interesting connection. Yeah, I don't think John pipes up. I don't think you told us about that, did you? Well, no. Nah, when we met, he was kind of not too fond of y'all. Still not. Oh. Luckily, opinions have changed. 
Yeah, I we we remember. Anyway, um, I'm gonna pull up uh pictures on my phone to show uh the warden. Oh, th- these are f- these are the pictures you took a few months back, and they're still on your phone. Okay, great. Uh, don't hold that too close to me. Just uh, <laughs> heads up. I don't want to ruin your phone. Cool. Look, we got off on the wrong foot, but I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to be a dick. I'm so, trying to be civil for me. You know what? I appreciate this. So, uh, he takes a look and just sort of. Ugh. Ooh, yeah, that. That okay. Have have you four seen that? I've take a not. Look. Uh, he was referring to the the wolves. Uh, oh, they okay. they all kind of take a look at it, and they they just there's a consensus reached, and Phoebe this time pipes up. No, this is not this is not the work of one of us or even anything we'd be really truly capable of. In fact, I think this is also not the work of Patrick, the troll that we had to sadly put down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, you mind if I take a gander at that? Yeah, sure. I'll slide the phone over to Albion. All right. I'm going to make a lore roll on this, see if I can kind of recognize this and kind of narrow it down to certain candidates. Based okay. on stuff I've hunted or been taught about by the Noctis. All right. Uh, go for it. The target is four. All right, that is a neutral. So that is a lore of two. But I'm gonna tag. Um, I saw I was behind the curtain. Now I hunt it to bring it up to a four. Okay. You recall during your previous investigation with the hags that you had narrowed it down to a couple of possibilities for what could have done such a thing. And amongst those possibilities were werewolf, maybe, maybe not. Bridge troll, possibly. That sort of level of strength and uh, that sort of, like, all the wounds lined up with the idea of that. But there was a third option. Oh, shit. I remember this. Um, Alvin's just kind of his eyes are just kind of going to widen. He's going to take a sharp inhale. We we might be dealing with Wendigo. Oh. But the, and oh. that... With the Marvel character? That is... N- n- no, n- not not that Wendigo. The the actual kind. Oh, shit. That's even worse. Wesley Wesley go, looks up and goes, The... the um, uh, It wasn't Dead by Daylight. It was the other one. Until Dawn? Uh... Similar, yeah. I mean, it's not the most accurate representation of them, but it's 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 actually somewhat on point. They are that fucking nasty. Um, oh, yeah, Jesus. Cannibalism, changing them, and they uh, they hunt, they kill, they eat, and are never satisfied. And occasionally, they run till their goddamn feet fall off, and in that case, they start flying. So, um. Yeah, that's bad if it's Wendigo, Wendigo, and I suspect it might well goddamn be. So, uh, <laughs> fuck. At the moment that you've all been looking at a corpse, the pictures? plates start hitting a table in front of you. Oh, God. 
I mean, I'm starved, so, uh... Use your phone back, Sylvester. I sit down and start eating. <laughs> Put my phone away, shrug, and then stuff my face. Uh, Ro, did, did you actually take a look at that at all? Yes, I did. Great. So, now there's a plate of food in front of you. Enjoy! <laughs> <laughs> It's Michael here again, your GM. I hope you are enjoying the episode. I know, I had fun recording it. That sounds conceited. It's not. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much again to everybody for listening to the episode. And thank you to everybody who has been tweeting about the show using the GMMcast hashtag on Twitter. And anybody who's been telling their friends to listen, I cannot thank you enough so much. We don't pay to advertise the show, so that is how we get our audiences word of mouth. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your enemies. Give them something good, you know? Maybe you can build some bridges that you thought were burned. Tell people you hate that this show is great, and now you're best friends again. We fixed the universe, and it's only episode two. Uh, thank you so much for sticking with the very long pilot episode. This episode is a little bit uh, shorter, and they are going to get more and more concise from here. Our goal is for between an hour and an hour and a half per episode, but uh, at the start of recording, we weren't super consistent. Well, that is more than enough for me, so uh, we'll get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Steampunks, Steampunks, a podcast about badass women in the history of steam. Steam? So like old trains and boats and stuff? No. Well, I mean, yes, but no. Steam stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Oh, like how Ada Lovelace was the first computer programmer, like, ever? Exactly. Awesome. I want to learn more about Steampunks. And you will. And so will anybody who tunes in every other Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Join me and Emily on Steampunks every other Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network. And keep flying, you beautiful, majestic, steam-powered horses. <laughs> Albion, you pull into a parking lot in the University of Vermont campus. Uh, you're able to secure parking because you have an appointment with one, Cagney Moriarty. You're trying to work through some things with this uh, psychiatry student who needs the credits. You're I have welcome. a question. Yes? Th also, yeah, thank you, yeah. Sly. <laughs> yes, this is absolutely a thank connection you so that you much, made. Sly. I deeply appreciate you getting me there. Yes, this is absolutely something that you uh, were able to secure by way of knowing Sylvester and Sylvester knowing some of the students. So he used his connections to hook you up with this. My question He's probably is, fixed their butt. Uh, I mean, it's possible, but I have a, a more important question, which is... The gentleman never asks, how, that lady never tells. Perfect. How much detail of the supernatural are you actually telling this person? I mean, we have doctor-patient confidentiality, right? I mean, yes. You should probably yes. edit it. Yeah, I've, I've edited out a lot of the details. I'm mostly phrasing it as something that happened in a nightmare that I can't shake. Okay, so you're using but, you're using nightmare to cover the fact that you are 
specifically referring to the supernatural. Um, I'm finding ways around it, yeah. I'm not a very good liar, though. I'm pretty sure that they can tell at some point that I'm just bullshitting. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I'm going to say that um, given that it's been a few months uh, and you're still working on clearing a severe consequence, that with appropriate therapy, uh, with the appropriate justification would have gone away by now, that the deliberate obfuscation element is what's forcing it to take longer to clear that consequence. Because you have to kind of talk around stuff. And also, this is a student and you know not yet a a licensed psychiatrist so you arrive at your appointment at yep. you know a little later than you your scheduled time yep. uh and you you find yeah, your way sorry through. i'm late um got caught up with some uh new acquaintances oh uh okay well uh yeah come on in uh have a seat uh mr graves uh thank you uh Thank you, a Doc Moriarty. Oh, not not doctor yet, but I I appreciate it. You know, I I don't have my my license yet, but I really do appreciate your willingness to come in and you know help me get some get some hours on the books. Well, I appreciate you. Um, as I've said several times, I do appreciate you talking through my uh, weird, crazy, as imagination dream shit that I can't. You know, you know what I've been talking about. We've been talking about this for a while now. It's, yeah, it's okay. I get it. Yeah, I understand. Um, no, no worries. I, I'm sure everybody's probably running uh, a little off kilter today, let's say. I mean, it's the start of a new year, uh, a whole bunch of possibility in the future. And also, last night was, well, it was last night. Yeah, those uh those northern lats are sure crazy, huh? Yeah, um yeah, I don't I don't totally know what happened cuz I was well, I may have partied a little hard. So, I was Cagney. pretty Hey. Cagney. Yeah, I never took you for a partier. Well, okay. You always seem so goddamn straight-laced to me. Look, I talk with people like you all the time. No offense. <clears throat> I mean, that's I, fair. None I taken. have to. I'm working on helping people through their issues, so every once in a while, it's it's healthy to get a little reckless here and there. I mean, in yeah, granted. I mean, I was in a safe environment with friends, so I was, I'm sure that everything was okay. Uh, and I know it was. I knew that, I, that they had my backs and I could trust them. So I just kind of let loose a little, you know, de-stress a little bit with uh, some self-medication, which, by the way, don't don't advise that. That is not official medical recommendation. It's fine. I, this is not medical advice or opinion. It's just for fun. Well, I mean, for me, it's, it's a little more than just for fun. Uh, I am trying to have a career here. So... Oh, no, no, I meant the self-medication. Oh, okay, yeah. God, sorry. <sighs> you, you are right, here Kenny? to talk about me. Look, I I'm a little hungover. I apologize, and everyone's a little on edge today. I guess there was something that happened that, um, you know that 
the lake there has been used for all sorts of stuff throughout history, a lot of shipping boats, and even, you know, the various wars, the Civil War, the Revolutionary War. Champlain was kind of important in both of those. Yeah, I've uh, been doing some research since I came to the area, yeah. And so you know much uh, as well as I do that there are ships that got sunk in that in that lake at some point or another. I mean, ships do do that on occasion. Well, apparently something happened last night that actually seemed to dredge up one of those wrecks from the bottom. You, you don't say. Yeah, I know. Uh, it was unusual. But, uh, you know, given how weather conditions are and how... The lake kind of cuts through the mountains that block the Canadian air coming down. Sometimes we get a, a sudden low-pressure system bursting across. You know how we get those random cold snaps and just uh, sudden snow squalls. I mean, uh, yeah, I've been trying to adjust to that. You, you may have realized I don't get a lot of that where I'm from. Oh, no, of course not. Unfortunately for us, we don't get a lot of the extreme weather that you've dealt with, tornadoes and the like. Oh, yeah, that, that ain't... That ain't fun. I mean, y'all talk about your nor'easters and shit, but I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get into a weather-waving contest with you, but... I mean, there's been days I've been expecting Judy Garland to come sprinting down the street, so... <laughs> I'm glad you can keep some good humor about all of that. That's actually something I've noticed about you. No matter what difficulty you seem to go through, you do seem to have uh, a strong humor as a coping mechanism. I mean, if you don't laugh, you're, you're you're crying, so. But yeah, no, weird weather, boat my god dredged up, and it's, uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, well, I mean, the sort of gruesome thing is that it seems to have, uh, uh, some of the sailors went down with the ship in the day, and they may have kind of floated up with the boat, I guess? Well, that's nasty. Yeah. Uh, but that's not our problem. That's that's kind of a, a problem for, you know, the police and the you know, emergency services, someone else to deal with. Right now we're here to talk about you. We're here to help you. Yeah, we are. With, uh, with these dreams I've been having. Yeah, um, so about these dreams that you've been having, that, mm -hmm. uh, there's... You've, uh, I've got the notes here from our previous sessions. There's something that you saw, and every time you think about it, it is, uh, it, it's, it's painful for you. Yeah, um, I still can't quite make sense of it. That's been, I know I've been, we've been, we've been going over this, but, um, like, oh, I don't even, when I think about it, I don't even see a shape in my mind or nothing. I just... It just, I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack every time I think of it. It's like, I feel my, my heart leap into my throat and I just can't sit the hell still. And my brain feels like it's clawing at my skull from the inside. It sucks. Okay, are you okay right now? Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm get the fact that I can describe that feeling is a vast improvement over me just kind of not talking about it which is what i they, was doing they nod that's true you are making some uh, significant progress in that department and i'm i'm very proud of you for being able to work yourself to this point yeah now, I, I, I appreciate that now 
something struck me there. You say that it doesn't seem to have a shape. So it doesn't seem to be person-shaped, perhaps? I mean, I don't... I'm not sure. Albie's going to try and think real hard about that and try and coalesce that in his mind. I think he's actually going to try and muscle through it this time. He's going to try and force his brain not to shut it down this time. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to have you make a discipline roll, and the discipline roll is going to be... Given that I'm tagging against you a moderate aspect, a moderate uh, consequence, which is four. Yep. Um, I'm I'm setting the difficulty at four natively, so it is an eight. And roll All discipline right. against it. That is three, and my discipline is one, so that's four. Can I tag two aspects? Um, yeah, if you want to uh, use fate points on that, you can. What yeah, aspect got, are you going to tag? I'm going to tag um, uh, my high concept, hard-traveling magic, deadly gunslinging monster hunter. I, I deal with this kind of shit. I fight this kind of shit. I can try and... I need to know what I'm dealing with. And I saw it was behind the curtain. Now I hunt it. Because I, oh, I need to know what I'm dealing with to see if I can actually freaking kill it. I'm going to actually allow the, uh, specifically I've seen what's behind the curtain. Um, yeah. I'm going to let you spend that fate point specifically. Uh, I think the hard traveling magic dabbling is, there's a good justification for it, but I think that uh, in the circumstance, you should probably still take some mental damage from this. Yep. Uh, so instead of the fate point, I'm going to cost you a two stress mental hit. Okay, yeah, I can, I can, I'll take that. Okay. So, you are able to force yourself to recall the image of whatever the hell you were looking at under that bridge there. Uh, you, you flash back to that moment where you and Desdemona and Sylvester and Marcus were encountering a bridge troll and trying to acquire information from it and you realize that something peculiar was happening with Desdemona she wasn't quite acting right something seemed off about her behavior so much showed that it concerned you that you used one of the gifts you have the sight which is a powerful and terrible gift it lets you see things for what they truly are and what you saw for what it truly was was so mentally scarring that it's taken you months to be able to recollect it this much. And it still hurts to to look at this image. But you are trying as hard as you possibly can and you are determined that you're going to figure out this mystery one way or another and you are finally able to get a better look at this thing. It's not humanoid. It's something more formless. It's something that seems to have limbs. They're, they don't seem to conform to the correct shape of human limbs. The joints just don't seem to be in the right places, and perhaps they seem multi-jointed, segmented. You can't quite tell. 
you aren't able to recall it for too long before your mind eventually sort of shuts down this look yet again from the strain of it. But the details you particularly make out are some of these limbs seem to be wrapped directly around Desdemona's neck as if choking her. And some of them seemed to be just... It seems like the limbs don't end where they ought to, and you realize with a sort of horror that they are reaching inside of Desdemona's head. And that is the look that you can get at this thing. You can't determine necessarily where a face is or any other major anatomical features. First of all, there's a line of blood running down Albion's nose. Second of all, he's shaking. And then third of all, he just pulls out a little notebook from his pocket and immediately starts scribbling it down and just kind of saying out loud what he saw. And, um before he forgets and kind of describing it so that Cagney can hear it. Uh, um, uh, um, uh, okay. Yeah, Cag, uh, what's up? Um, you're bleeding? Shit, am I? Uh, yeah, uh, no, nosebleed. Uh, I've got tissues. Oh, thanks, sorry. Um, <clears throat> must be that, uh, that dry winter air. Yeah, I usually have these for something else, but uh, here, here you go. That's that's blood. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just. I you you think look. What... You look down at the uh, at the tissue that you've used to wipe your nose away, and you realize that it is just covered in blood. Oh, yeah. No, I'm... <laughs> that's really, really dry air. I, I, I guess. Uh. <clears throat> uh, you look. I'm trying to wipe you, it off my notebook. Yeah, you uh, you look up uh, at Cagney and make eye contact with him, and you realize that his nose is bleeding too. Their nose. Their nose. Their nose. Their nose is also bleeding. Cagney. You. Um, okay, well, uh, I think this was a great session. We had a fantastic breakthrough. Um, I am afraid I do have another appointment I need to get to. Uh, uh, no, hold, uh, hold on a sec. I was, uh, I'm afraid our time's up right now. Um, I do need you to leave, Albion. Are you okay, Cagney? Are you? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm talking to you for, right? Uh-huh. Yes, that's that's right. Uh, I really can't miss this appointment, so I do I do need you to, uh, of your own power, please leave. All right. Um. L- listen, I don't normally Albion? do this. I'm on a schedule. I have to go. Albion just puts a card with his number down. If there's something wrong, you uh, you let me know. I have your number already. Thank you very much for your consideration, but I really must ask he, you to leave. He, he is leaving. Okay. He was heading towards the door as he was doing this. He wasn't, like, being belligerent. Okay. Well, um, next week, same time. Thank you. 
All right, Albion, I mean, can I, I don't have a great empathy or rapport, but can I try and see if I can figure out what the hell that was about? Yeah, make an empathy roll target four. I don't have an empathy score, but that is four pluses, baby. Oh, wow. Are you, are you for sure? Are you for real? I'm for real. Okay. As you exit their office, uh, your eyes catch your reflection in the mirrored glass of their door. And you notice just how extremely dilated your pupils are in that moment. And what's striking about this is that you realize that Cagney's eyes were exactly as dilated as yours. Uh, Darius. Yep. You definitely know the address uh, that you're heading to. It's uh, it's pretty easy to recall. Um, you've been there a few times now. Um, in this particular instance, you're once again going to hopefully look at a dead, mutilated body. Yay. How exciting is your day? Pretty groovy. Yeah considering that you're pretty much the only one in your group that got any sleep at all last night. It's because I'm great. Yeah, heavy is the head that wears the crown, after all. You arrive in your rideshare at uh, Miss Bearhouse Crematorium and knock on the door. Miss Bearhouse comes over, and when she realizes it's you, she perks up excitedly. Oh, hey! Hey, Dr. Cooper Smith! How did you know I was just about to call you? Lucky guess. Ha! <laughs> well, your timing could not be better, because we got a weird one. Ooh. I think you want to take a look, don't you? You know me so well. I really do. Uh, I treasure our interactions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's You're see pretty the much body. the only person in town... You're pretty much the only person in town that is that interested in seeing dead bodies that hasn't tried to date me. So, you know, this is kind of great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see how that would be awkward. <laughs> yeah, I hate being pigeonholed by these weirdos. You know, I, I have a rich inner life. I have a lot of other interests. Anyway, uh, she pulls a tarp off of a person as you realize that you've walked into the morgue area. Anyway, this is a lot like that one from a few months ago. So, you notice... Oh, oops. <laughs> ah, wow. That was weird. Dropping like flies, uh, man. Oh, no. Uh, good thing we'll edit around that. You'll notice how there was a lot of the same sort of force uh, in the wounds from the last one, and a lot of the same kind of missing internal organs, which presents a real mystery to me. Hmm. Trying to figure out how that works. You also notice that um, in this particular case, this is worse than the last one. Uh, an entire limb is just missing. What in the... How? Yeah, that's... I know, right? That's what I was thinking. It, It's 
pretty hard work to remove a limb. And if you look over here, you can see it's all ragged edges. Definitely not clean work. Certainly not with any sort of surgical precision or, you know, uh, cutting implement. Right. At least it uh, from from the way that this looks, you'd think it was pulled. Yeah, kind of. I was guessing that's where you were going with this. Well, glad I've got an actual medical doctor man to agree with my assessment on that one. You always flatter me. <laughs> huh. I'm gonna... So. Okay. Any insights on this one, Doc? Mm, I guess... Let me see what... I believe a scholarship role. Yeah, because that's be a forensic order. medicine thing. Yeah, bud. All right. Okay. Uh, your target is a five. So, what is that overall that you got? Uh, well. I guess my scholarship is a four, and my forensic medicine thing gives me a plus two. So that gives mm -hmm. me six, and then minus the one makes five anyway. Hey, you hit the target. Yay. So you don't get um you don't get more than sort of basic information. You don't get a lot of deeper insight, but you can definitely you definitely know for sure that the leg that was removed that was removed by force. You can you can sort of see the bone on bone action uh, in the wound and all that other gross stuff that I don't feel like describing. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, and the uh, you also notice that the actual sort of bite marks around are like less organized and coordinated than last time, but still to just absolutely dreadful effect. Yeah. This John Doe got the worst of it, and even worse than the last one. I totally forgot um, the mortician's name. Uh, Miss Bearhow. Okay. Bearhow? Yep. Okay. Miss Bearhow, would you mind if I took some pictures of this so, you know, so I could look at it later for research purposes, obviously? Yeah, same as last time. No problem. All right, thanks. So I'm gonna take a bunch of pictures, different angles, and you know, so I can show the others later. You are into the weirdest memento mori's, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. Um, I could make me an alertness roll, target four. Okay. Hey. Whoa! It's a plus three. Yeah, it's four. On the nose. Okay. You notice on uh, the there's an one of the arms is very badly damaged from a lot of biting, but you are still able to uh, notice track marks in there that would have been very hard to spot otherwise. Hmm. And taking a picture of that. What's uh? What's that you spotted? I don't want to jump to conclusions or anything, but it looks like this Vic was a junkie. Huh. 
Well, I mean, I'll I'll see if I can pull a toxicology report. Yeah. If there was one done. This is going to be a weird curveball question, but you wouldn't have to know of any places where drug addicts or meth labs would be. Not implying anything about you, obviously, but I mean, like, if you heard around. Oh, obviously, it's not implying anything about me. I, look, Doc, I get it. I know that a lot of people might have assumed that because just look at me, but also, no. Uh, <laughs> I know the context of your question. All right, um, cool. That was really weird. Yeah, no, I, uh, I haven't done that since high school. Ugh. Got out of that. But, um, I mean, everyone tried its stuff in high school, right? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. That's not weird. No, not at all. But, uh, uh but, you know, it, it just wasn't for me, and it definitely wouldn't have let me, you know, become the amazing, respected person that I am today with a job that I love. Got it there. Yeah. But no. Okay. Um, uh, you know, what I could do is I could try to, you know, look through a little bit or do a little bit of record digging. I think I know a person here and there that can get me some answers. But yeah, see if I can find out anything about these guys. Okay. Um, contact me when you do. I really appreciate it. And thanks again. Anything for you, man. <laughs> you make my boring days so much more interesting whenever you show up. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I'm doing that, at least. Absolutely. Sylvester, um, you remember something. When you had burned down all of the mandragora in the garden that the hags were growing and foiled whatever nasty schemes they had afoot, you remember that one of you did notice something out of the ordinary in uh, as you were leaving the field. You notice some paraphernalia. Mm hmm. And you realize that there's suddenly a connection there that maybe hadn't occurred to anyone yet. Uh, gotta go back. Gotta go back there, don't we? <laughs> So, after securing a lift back to your house there, Desdemona, you and Ro and the Warden uh, enter Granny's house. You were able to convince the Warden to meet you there to try to find out anything you can from each other to assist each other. You may not terribly like each other at the moment, but it's better than nothing. And Ro, you've tagged along as well. Of the group, you don't know this necessarily, but you're the most in the dark as to the supernatural, and it seems like it might be good to try to get some answers about what's going on from somebody who does seem, at the very least, to understand it more than you. Mm -hmm. So you view this guy probably more as a an asset for information than anything else. I don't think you would view him as a friend at this point. Yeah, no. So, 
after your uh, delicious lunch. By the way, uh, how did you uh, how did you make out on that uh, that sandwich you ordered there, Row? After seeing a particularly nasty corpse, I probably had two bites and then got a to go box because Row's nauseous as hell now. Okay. Uh, it's two of the best bites you've ever had. <laughs> um. All right. And how about you, uh, Des? How did you fare with lunch? I actually averted my eyes away from the pictures, so my okay. Jamaican avocado sandwich was delicious. Beautiful. All right. Um. Great. So, uh, as you arrive, um the warden sort of looks around and says, yeah, you're, you're really leaning into that whole thing. Into what whole thing? <laughs> the, the business end of it. I do what I can, you know, it's all I do. Well, people gotta get by, I suppose. Yes. My Grammy also had the gift. Oh, uh, so kind of an inherited thing then, I guess. Yeah, you could say so. Come right. on in, I'm going to make some tea, and then let's talk. Oh, uh, perfect. Um, Earl Grey, hot if you could. Okay. Three Earl Greys. Oh, oh, wow. That was, that was convenient then. <laughs> he sort of sits down awkwardly, clearly unable to uh, make small talk at this moment. He's just not quite sure how. Bro, how are you in this whole scene? Um, I've I've made myself comfortable on a on a chair, and I'm just kind of staring at Warden, expecting him to say something of use. As the uh, as the kettle is is uh, you you do tea in a kettle, right? Yeah, you can, yeah. You're not a barbarian. <laughs> I feel like kettle just makes perfect sense because there's a certain time element to it. There's a preparation. It's it seems like the sort of thing that somebody who's, you know, into talking with the dead might be more into than like just dropping some salada bags in hot water. <laughs> oh yeah, we get kettled tea. There you go. So as that's as that's brewing up in the in the kitchen, um, the warden looks over in your direction and just asks, "So what's your connection to all of this?" I guess. Um, I don't have a connection with the supernatural stuff, but I've had a few, uh, I guess, run-ins with some interesting stuff so i'm here along for the ride i guess huh okay so you just <laughs> kind of ran into some supernatural things and then you a uh, not wizard have been brought into this whole world huh yep that's uh i'm just here there's uh nothing to question there no, it's just uh, everyone at the council works so hard to try to keep everyone else from finding out that the world is radically different from the world that they think they're in. 
Well, look, I'm not racist or anything, so like you guys are fine. <laughs> what? No, it's not about that at all. I mean, imagine if you told all of the 11-year-olds in the world that, I don't know, Harry Potter was real. It'd be chaos. Is Harry Potter real? Well, uh, uh, no, not exactly. No, it's, okay. No, it's, it's, not, it's not like that. I mean, there there are good and bad wizards and whatever, but and, and there are all kinds of different. Okay, <sighs> there's a lot of overlap, but there isn't some castle in England where they teach people how to do magic. That's that doesn't do that. It's not like that. And I don't call you muggles. You're just mundanes. You just don't have magic. That's pretty damn close, though, huh? Well. I mean, look, in the Harry Potter series, they have all kinds of different terms for it. I mean, nomad, uh, <laughs> muggle. What were the other ones that they called the Americans in those? Uh, anyway, like they can't stick to a consistent nomenclature. That's just really frustrating to me. Seems like that's a uh, sore spot for you, huh, bud? Sounds like someone's a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, okay, hit a couple I nerves, grew buddy. up reading these books by Rowling, and I thought, like, oh, man, I wish my 11th birthday rolls around and I get a letter from a wizarding school. And then one day, I accidentally set the kitchen on fire, and now I find out, oops, I actually do have magic, but it isn't like that at all it's not nearly as whimsical and it's not all waving wands and magic words it's watching people die when vampires swarm okay like i had to fight in a war that sucked is that tea ready yet (laughs) all right she comes back with tea (laughs) welcome back then she goes over to the coffee table and brings over a boom box and just puts it down I tracked it as far as the lake. What? Oh. Uh. Aha. Okay. You, you tracked it? So as a warden of the White Council, I think it's what they refer to you as, right? I was wondering if you knew what happened last night because I have not slept a wink. Oh. Oh, gosh. Um, So if I was a little rude earlier, I apologize. I have not slept. Oh, oh, okay. I I see. Um, Well, information's a little hazy at the moment um, because it's, you know, still developing. But um, clearly there was some kind of incident last night happening in Lake Champlain. um, And it kind of crawled onto the mainland. The zombies all stopped, and the ghosts all stopped. Once the boombox stopped and the drummer ghost stopped, which kind of indicates to me it kind of sounds like a necromancer, and I'm a little concerned about a necromancer being in Burlington. Yeah, I I thought that the... Uh... You know, corpses turning up in Waterfront Park might have been necromantic somehow. Didn't seem like, and especially hearing about uh, bodies bloated and, you know, wet sort of appearing in the streets further up where absolutely they could not have been. Yeah, there's no way to explain that one. 
they couldn't have washed ashore uphill half a mile. So, yeah, it seemed like necromancy was a good possibility there, and I'm glad that you just confirmed that with this. Um, yeah, there were skeletons fighting zombies and Revolutionary War ghosts, um, and a giant ghost boat. Um, we were, we witnessed it all. Um, Ro was there. We saw it firsthand. And I'm just wondering what the White Council intends to do regarding this potential necromancer in town. I would think that would be a little more high priority than any bear attacks. Uh, oh, oh, well, I mean, we've got a lot going on. There's kind of not as many of us as we like still, so we've got our hands in a lot of pies. But this but is. With that being said, there were a lot of zombies and ghosts last night it's more than normal i assume there were witnesses everywhere dr cooper smith had to help an injured bystander oh yeah this is gonna be a whole mess to cover up isn't it it's a real shit show what happened last night yeah no kidding so yeah it sounds like we've got a warlock great okay we're going to have to try to figure this one out, how to hunt down this warlock. Well, you, you might want to start at the lake, and I suggest you go deep. That's the furthest that I could track it from this boombox before dawn hit. Tracking spell, tracking spell. Um, Hey, I definitely felt some wards as I walked through the threshold here. Um, You can do wards and tracking spells? It's something that I've been developing over time. And you say that you're an ectomancer. Yes. But you're not on the White Council. No. You haven't been approached at all. No, the only person who ever approached me was uh, one Marcus Walbrook uh, from the Paranet. Walbrook? The... The guy who fell off the face of the map a few months ago? You know him? We've... You're associated with Marcus Walbrook. Yeah, he helped me with a situation with a trunk in my attic. And he's been working a bit of the Paranat angle ever since. He disappeared a few months ago. He actually can vouch for those werewolves you met today. If that helps at all. I don't think it does. So what you're telling me is that you've been palling around with suspected warlock Marcus Walbrook? What? Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.